welcome today for another uh, podcast of the Adelaide Entrepreneur Club. And today we have uh, Jessica Giles with us. Uh, we met Jessica as part of our journey of meeting someone every day. I can't actually remember what day it was, uh, but it wasn't that long ago. And then we asked Jessica to come and join us at a, an Adelaide Entrepreneur Club event, which we ran online and Jessica spoke, which was uh, very well received. So we have Jessica today, uh, which is awesome to record for us a little bit about uh, her story and, and what she had to, to go through to, to get to where she is currently today. So first of all, I'd just like to welcome you today, Jessica, and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. It's my absolute pleasure. I'm really excited to be here with you both today. So thank you for the opportunity. Cool. And we just finished talking about uh, the coldness of Adelaide at the moment. Um, but I guess if anyone's listening from Canada, you'll be laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Yes. But yes. Well, as soon as there's a minus in front of a temperature, I, I'm claiming it as cold. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, cool. Look, I just thought I uh, would start with Jessica, if you want to tell us a bit about, you know, your story and, uh, you know, how, and how your story shaped your life to, to, to you know, where you are today, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. I, I love hearing people's stories and learning through them. So I'm, I'm thrilled for the opportunity to share, share mine in the faith and trust that it will, will support whoever needs to connect with it and get the message today. So I'm very, very fortunate now um, and grateful to be the, the founder and director of my own business, which is Chic Money, which is a, a women's wealth em empowerment business. And I'm so grateful for that. And you know, it's very easy to kind of look at somebody and go, oh, you know, it's, it's easy for them or they've got this or and I don't and focus on the gap. But if I could share anything with your listeners today, it would be that your past does not equal your future. And I believe this so passionately because it's been my truth. You know, I did not come out of the box this way. I was a 16-year-old high school dropout working in a petrol station um, in the country. I... I, yeah, left high school early. I was working. I knew I had big dreams, but, and I knew I was meant for something more, but nothing in my life was, was pointing towards that. Um, I then decided to go back to education. And so I went back to high school and I, one of the um, subjects that I studied and enrolled in was accounting. And I just, fell in love. There was just something with about accounting that just resonated so deeply with me. And so I quit school again, much to the dismay of my, my parents. And this time though, I went to TAFE. And so I did my certificate three, four diploma and advanced diploma in accounting. And I used that to get into my university degree. So I took the long way around, but that's okay. Yep. <laughs> So once I got my advanced diploma, I enrolled into my accounting degree and I started my accounting degree the week I found out I was pregnant with my first daughter. So that was quite a baptism of fire, you know, university and being pregnant. And then, um, you know, I submitted uni assignments the night before giving birth. I sat exams with a screaming newborn outside the exam venue. And yeah, it was a, a crazy time. And I then had another daughter. Uh, so I had I have two daughters and I had both of them whilst I was studying. So, you know, lots of late nights studying. I would, you know, get up to feed and I'd be reading, you know, put baby to bed and be reading textbooks and studying and doing assignments and, and all of that. So it was very full on. But 
as I'm sure many people can attest to, when it's your passion, when it's part of your vision and when you know it's moving you forward to who you want to be and what you want to create, it's effortless. Well, effortless isn't probably the right word, but it's, <laughs> it's, a joyful, it's a joyful hustle. It's a joyful sacrifice. It's, it's very much worth any of the, the pain along the way. And so I got my university degree. Um, I created and started my own bookkeeping and accounting practice because I decided that I did not want to go back to working in corporate and I wanted to be able to work around my children, which is sounds far more idyllic than it is, but that's okay. <laughs> and so I, I had my bookkeeping and accounting practice and my clients were predominantly women and they would come to me and they would hand over their, you know, this was before the time of the cloud, um, you know, hand over their shoebox full of receipts. <laughs> and I could literally feel them handing their financial power over to me. And it was about far more than just, you know, do my accounting. It was, I'm scared, I'm afraid, I'm out of my depth, I don't understand this, please fix it for me. And so I would do all of the accounting stuff and, and give them back these beautifully presented reports and, um, you know, and I just knew that they would never look at them again. And I was like, no, you know, there's so much information in here that you need to be across as a business owner and you need to understand your cash flow and your profit and loss and all of those kinds of things. But I just knew that that wasn't happening. And I thought there's got to be, it's got to be a missing link here somewhere. And at about the same time, I became a single mum very suddenly overnight to my two daughters. And I often say that that, that brought about, you know, my own spiritual awakening <laughs> and, you know, the, the challenges and the, the trauma and the, everything that goes along with, you know, wrapping up a 10-year period of your life and selling the family home and, you know, raising children on your own and, and at the same time running and growing a business. So it was, it was super challenging and it brought about my own awakening. And in that time I learned about and connected with, you know, the more feminine aspects of money around law of attraction, manifestation, learning about your money story. So what you've sort of learned and been shown about money growing up and, and how all of that builds up and impacts us throughout the years and throughout our lives as an adult. And so it was like a light bulb moment, just, angel singing, crystal clarity. And I was like, this is the missing piece. It doesn't matter how many systems and structures and templates and tools that I give my clients. If they don't have the empowerment and they don't feel powerful when they don't believe that they can be in control and growing their money and taking care of their business finances, then none of the other stuff matters. It doesn't matter what they've got in place. Yeah. And so my, my bookkeeping and accounting clients became my first sort of coaching guinea pigs. <laughs> and, um, and at the same time, I enrolled in and was doing my coaching certification because I just knew that this was my life's work and wanted to immerse myself in that as much as possible. And so my, my, my first coaching clients were my, my bookkeeping and accounting clients and they created amazing results and transformation and just became completely different people. And, and that reflected in all areas of their life, you know, because when it comes to money, it's not just about the money. It's about who you become in the process of, of healing your relationship with money. And so that was just such a beautiful gift for me to 
have that front row seat and to be able to support them in that way. And so um, over time, I just grew the, the coaching and consulting part of it. And thankfully, now no longer lodge <laughs> bass or <laughs> regulatory stuff or tax returns or anything like that. And I'm very, very blessed and grateful to have built um, my, my coaching business and to really be able to, to reach and support women and men um, all over the world to really transform their relationship with money. So fantastic long version but no, the short version yeah <laughs> now that's really exciting and um you know that what you spoke about um you know people handing over um you know for you to fix things and um not really realizing yeah just what goes on inside of people i'm just reading um psycho cybernetics at the moment um just all about the fact that you know the guy was a plastic surgeon and he talks about no matter how what he did to fix people's abnormalities if they didn't have a if their self-image wasn't right then then when their abnormality was fixed even then um some people didn't recognize it you know they still thought that they had the abnormality even though clearly it wasn't there because their subconscious was so yeah so awesome just absolutely yeah. and, and that forms a real basis of the work that I do with my clients because the first thing they need to, they need to get over is the fact that more money is going to solve their problems yeah. and yeah. and, and the, the, that's just not the case because money only exasperates what's already there so the more money you have it's just a further expression of yeah. what's already yeah. present so if you find the money that you have doesn't go far enough then more money is just going to create more of the same problem yeah. and and that's exactly you know I, I love that story around the plastic surgeon for sure and, and this is the thing it's all about upgrading the identity to yeah. be the person who no longer you know whose money does go far enough and who has identified that they're they, they're now not the same person with the same features and abnormalities that they had before yeah. And, but people tend to focus on what feels the most urgent, but it's actually the least important. <laughs> it's, it's merely just a, a sim, like a, a symptom. It's not the cause. The cause is, you know, what's going on within to, to create that external. What would be an example of that? Just to, to clarify that point. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, a really common thing I see with the women that um, that I work with is really telling them, you know, because women oftentimes start their business because they're amazing at what they do and, you know, they're, they're the best in their field and they want to create a business and reach more people and, you know, build their own dreams, which is amazing. But oftentimes that doesn't correlate to being, you know, really good around the finances or understanding the money management. And so, what, what happens is they basically create this monster, which becomes essentially they create another job for themselves because they're not understanding and harnessing how the money piece can work for them. Yeah. And so what I find is a lot of clients come to me and they're like, I need more money. I need more money. I need more money. And what will happen is, and I, they very quickly see that even when they create more money, the same issues are still happening because they haven't changed the way they see themselves. They haven't changed the way they interact with themselves. They haven't shifted their behaviors, put in place systems to support them. And so they end up with the same problem just on a bigger scale. And now you've got a whole heap of shame and guilt to go along with it. 
Mm. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a very good example. Yeah. yeah. And I like you talking about, um, um, you know, who, who your word doesn't dictate who you can become. Like, 100%. Uh, and you can see, you know, that effect that, that what we've done in the past has on people. So, so for you, what was, um, what was that like for you and how did you, how did you manage to get past looking at the past and just seeing the future? Mm. Yeah, look, to be perfectly honest and open and vulnerable with you and whoever may be listening, um, you know, it's a daily practice for me. It really is. I, I don't, I've done deep work to release the past for sure, but oftentimes what is our core wounds kind of will follow us through. And so every time I always say new level, new devil, every time you reach for and expand into a new level, the same old stuff will come up in the same or different way. So a few years ago, as I, you know, was navigating being a single mom and my business growing and I would have people reflect things to me. You know, they would be at an event that I spoke at or they would be a part of one of my programs or, and they would just say all these amazing things about me, like you're so gifted and I can't believe the results I've created. And, you know, just so much, I would receive so much kind of praise from them. And I used to say, you know, to my friends and, 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 you know, coaches and so forth, that like I felt like I was looking through a looking glass at myself. You know, it was like I just didn't see what they saw yeah. for me, of me. And I find that's really, really common for people. Like people will praise them and they'll be like, that's, you know, thank you. But it feels really awkward because I don't see myself in that yeah. light. Wow. So I really had to dig deep in, and upgrade my identity that, you know, I'm not the high 16 year old high school dropout anymore. <laughs> you yep. know, I'm, I'm the woman that's, you know, put herself through TAFE and uni and created a business and had two children and been a single mum and, you know, reaching and, you know, I had to upgrade the way that I saw myself in, in that I'm not, that was a chapter that was, a, that's who I was. That's, you know, and that, that part of me will always be with me, but I had to kind of integrate that part so that it wasn't the boss anymore. Mm. And merely it was integrated into who I now am and the version of me that's now in charge. Wow. Good. And that's, to be perfectly honest, that's one of my trigger points, you know, is that something that I need to be, um, consistently aware of because if when we become triggered it's often kind of the same thing that will come up in whatever way it does and I know that that's a trigger of mine but now I try and come at it from a place of love and acceptance of like oh isn't it interesting that you're now feeling again this this or this and kind of just seeing it through love because we can only transform something from a place of love and not fear yeah. So trying to kind of see myself and it through more loving lights and, and allow that to integrate into who I now am and indeed who I want to grow into being because I'm certainly not done. <laughs> and just that interesting thing, like, like I see it in myself often um, and you always wonder where it comes from and you see it in other people where even when someone play, pays you the simplest of compliments and you don't accept it. <laughs> Like someone says something about you and you just, uh, you know, oh, no, no, that's okay. That, you know, or you just don't, you just don't stand up and go accept it as, as truth for yourself. Um, very much so. Yeah. Very much so. And I, 
with a lot of my clients, women, you know, are really not great at receiving compliments and so forth either. And I help them to see that how you receive one thing is how you receive everything. So if you receive a compliment with awkwardness, chances are you're probably going to receive money with awkwardness and feel awkward about that exchange as well. Because in the eyes of the universe, abundance is abundance and love is love. And we're the ones that put the filter on and go, oh, well, this is a compliment and that's money. But really it's all just energy. And so if you, if you don't allow yourself to receive one form of energy with openness and acceptance and gratitude, chances are that will carry across, you know, I often say how you do one thing is how you do everything. And so it will show up in a similar vein through other areas of your life and business as well. Wow. Cool. Awesome. That's really good. Um, So just a bit about yourself, because it'd be good to know Jessica a little bit more. So um, what's something interesting about yourself, Jessica, that you'd like to share? (laughs) Probably the most interesting thing I think about me, the most sort of shock factor thing about me that people often are surprised to learn is that I um, compete in reliability trials and motocross on a sidecar with my brother. So that's always a little bit left to feel whenever I meet someone at an event and they're like, Oh, you're so, you know, you're, you know, we see someone and we think we see someone. (laughs) So oftentimes I'll have to get out my phone and be like, here's a photo of me hanging off a sidecar or flying through the air. And yes, this is what I do. (laughs) Because you do that with your brother, you said for memory. Yes. Yes, I do. And you did, um, what was it, 24-hour races or something like that, you said? Yeah, yeah. So each year, so we generally have seven events throughout the year, you know, when COVID's not around. But, um, and they vary in length from six hours right through to 24 hours. So, and the kind of pinnacle event of our season is the 24-hour trial. So um, you literally start you know, about 11 o'clock on the Saturday and you ride for 24 hours right through the night until 11 o'clock on the Sunday. <laughs> yep. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I <laughs> it must underst- be so much fun though. I can understand why you have to play out a photo to have people believe that. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're only kidding. Oh, look at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty full on and you, you race and, you know, you go through competitive sections in all different terrain. You know, there's, there's paddocks, there's quarries, there's creek sections, rivers. So you, yeah, it, it's pretty full on. It's very intense. Um, and yeah, so we've, we've been doing that for about five years now. Um, uh, maybe not quite five, but yeah, we've, um, we upgraded our bike um, a couple of years ago. Our first bike never would have done the 24 hour. <laughs> so we didn't attempt it on that bike, but our new bike, we have started and finished the event twice. So um, that's, that's, a big deal, <laughs> um, particularly for your first attempt, you know, so we, um, and apparently it's not been confirmed, but we're, um, so far as they can see through the records, we're the first brother and sister um, team to do so. Thanks. So that's exciting. There's lots of brothers out there and there's even yeah. a couple of sisters, which is cool, but um, yeah, it's, um, it's lots of fun. Well, to, to, Here's the thing. It depends how you define fun. And there's such a powerful lesson in this that, um, you know, that I think is so good for everyone to kind of have in life and business. So, for example, one weekend we were, it was cold, it was raining, it was muddy, we were having bike troubles. 
and um, we were on the first of a two-day race. So it was, you know, I was like, oh my God, we've still got another whole day of this to go. But anyhow, and someone, um, I saw someone at a section um, as we were waiting to go in and do our competitive part and someone said to me like, oh, like, are you having fun? And I just looked at him, I'm like, no, like I'm, I'm wet, I'm cold. I've just been laying in a muddy puddle under this motorbike. Um, no, I'm actually not having fun right now. And they looked at me with this shocked look on their face, like, well, you know, why do you do it if it's not fun? And it's like, well, in this moment, I'm not having fun. This afternoon when we finished the, you know, cross the finish line after a gruelling six hours, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's such a powerful metaphor for, for life and business is that it doesn't have to be fun in every moment. Well, um, <laughs> that true. is so good because yeah. um, I keep on using and having people understand that that is such a great concept, such a great example because, um, you know, Darren Hardy in the Entrepreneur Rollercoaster talks about as an entrepreneur, most of what you do is not fun. In mm. fact, he goes on and says 95% of what you do, you're going to, and he uses strong words about dislike. <laughs> but the 5% is, and he uses another string word, but a happiness, but another, the other 5% is awesome. Yes. And, and what you just said is, you know, you folk, you, your happiness state was the outcome that you're looking towards. You're going to do things along the way that you just absolutely don't like. But that's absolutely. part of life. Yeah. 100%. You know, in the 24-hour trial when, you know, nothing in the world compares to, um, you know, like it's, it's such an, you know, I will never forget our first 24-hour and when we'd ridden all through the night and to see, you know, to be riding up a hill and see the sun rise, you know, in the next morning and it's just like, oh, my God, like this is just such, sunrise is such a beautiful moment mm. anytime, but to kind of go, wow, like we've just ridden all through the night and it's like the sun's up and in just a few hours we'll be done. Yeah. <laughs> and then all the trials that you've had before seem to disappear in that moment, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's right. You just kind of, and it's all worth it. And, and you know what? I also believe as well that, and this doesn't mean to say that everything has to be hard fought, but the kind of more challenges you've faced through a journey, the more rewarding that that outcome is as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 You, yep. Um, you know, I look at Napoleon Hill's wording around that where he says growth through struggle. Mm. Like just, Definitely. and that's so true. Growth through struggle. So and just how we've always heard the bigger the struggle, the bigger, bigger the victory. victory. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My favorite, my, one of my favorite sayings is, and I'm not going to remember it word for word, but it's like, if you could see the magnitude of blessings that are coming your way, you would understand the challenges that you're currently facing. Oh, most yes. definitely. And, and uh, since we're having a, a, a war back and forth with sayings, it's like a, a saying standoff. <laughs> one, that I, one that I heard that really got me was, um, uh, do now what your future self will thank you for. Mm. And you just, I love that. Right, wow, okay. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And, and just one more. I always... <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you with it. <laughs> you win. Uh, <laughs> I always say to my clients, you know, there's always the breakdown before the breakthrough, but it's always a hundred percent worth going there and opening up and having that vulnerability with yourself and with others. Like what is available on the other side is, yep. is more than worth doing that. Fantastic. Yes. So if, Look, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. This has been an awesome discussion, Jessica, and I'm uh, so glad I've got it recorded, which I'll uh, readily make sure I save it on finish. So I've got it forever. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, just thank you so much. My pleasure. It's um, I'm really, really thrilled to be to be connected with you both, and thank you for the opportunity to to support your audience. And um, yeah, just love everything that you're you're doing and sharing in the world. And um, yeah, really, really love everything that you stand for. So it's um, we could ch chat all day. I'm it's sure. <laughs> well, it's, it's greatly appreciated the encouragement from anyone in in. And when you're doing something is just greatly appreciated. And uh, we look forward to seeing you know, the growth in yourself over the years and what you grow and become and, and the people that you help. So uh, we appreciate Thank you, you very much. Yeah. I so appreciate that. And, you know, I think, you know, following your heart and doing, you know, and, and it, what you're doing and what you're bringing to the world and the way you're serving and supporting your audience is just so powerful and so needed anytime. And especially at times like this. And I, um, I adore podcasts. I, I have a podcast as well. And last year um, I was told by a, a business mentor, like podcasts are dead. Don't do a podcast. It's the worst thing you could do for your business. And I was like, mm. and I, to begin with, I listened because, well, when you're investing all this money to work with somebody, you, you know, they're supposed to, yeah. not, not that they're supposed to, but you trust what yeah. you're paying, investing all this money for. And after a little while, it just wouldn't go away. And I was like, no, I really need to do this podcast. And so um, I created my podcast, the, the Femme Financial Freedom Podcast. Okay. And podcasting is just the most incredibly powerful platform to connect and to, to serve and support. And it's probably one of the top three things that I've found most valuable in my business. Wow. So cool. I love that you're reaching and serving and supporting your audience in, in such a powerful way. Thank you very much, Thanks, Jessica. Jessica. I appreciate that very much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too.